Welcome to the City Beautiful Church podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join our family as we strive to live together in heavenly reality. For more great content, visit us online at citybeautiful.ch. Good morning, City Beautiful Church. Uh, my name is Kristen, and this is Sam. If you don't already know, we are, uh, we're some of your elders. I think most people know us by now, but just in case, if you were expecting Ryan, and all of a sudden we're not Ryan, and you don't know who we are, that's who we are. Um, and there's so, two of us. Yes. So uh, we're in this series talking about the gifts, and last week we talked about apostles, and today we have the privilege of talking about prophets. Um, so that's kind of where we're going. Uh, just a reminder, if you haven't already taken the spiritual gifts inventory, you still can do that. It's on the church website. It's on Instagram. You can probably find it if you want to. Um, and you can still do that if you haven't already done that. And then you were going to tell a story to start this. Yeah. So, um, if you've, uh, taken the assessment already or, <clears throat> excuse me, you've been, uh, wondering I feel like maybe I'm a prophet. What does that look like? Um, just kind of sharing how I, I started in, in a similar uh, process. Uh, I, it, when I had graduated uh, high school, I went to college. And uh, after that, uh, got into missions, joined a missions agency, and had come home to share with my home church and some friends about what I had been doing. I had been gone for a couple years. And my uh, youth pastor had uh, asked me if he could have lunch with me. Uh, yeah, I thought it'd be great and just catch up with him. And uh, he started the conversation um, kind of unexpectedly for me uh, at lunch and just said, Sam, I think you're a prophet. <laughs> and I was not ready for that very unexpected um, start. And uh, it really got me thinking um, why would he say that about me? What, why do I, uh, you know, why does he have that sense about me? Why would he say that title or say that, that phrase? Um, and that really was a big um, starting point for me, uh, starting this process of learning what is a prophet? What does that mean? Um, and what is my role in that look like for me personally? Um, so obviously uh, there's probably some of you who are experiencing that same thing and so today we just want to share what we've learned and some thoughts that we have from reading scripture and um yeah just what what is a prophet what does that mean um yeah, and maybe maybe you took the spiritual inventory and you came out high in profit and you have no idea what that means at all. Yep. Hopefully, by the end of this, you'll have a little bit more understanding than just, oh, this survey is telling me I'm a prophet. Hopefully, you'll know, where do I go from there? What does yep. the Lord want to teach me in this about how to walk out in that role that he's gifted me with? Yeah. So that's kind of where we're going. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. So a few things... Um, we'll talk about here first is what is a prophet and um, what are some of the characteristics, kind of what's the job description for a prophet. Um, so we'll just jump in. Yeah. Um, so we, we thought it was important to give like a really simple definition uh, to start with what is a prophet. Uh, and, you know, we actually talked about this a little bit longer than I thought we would, but um, essentially what we feel a prophet is, is, is someone or, or you know, several people, prophets, are, they speak what God is saying uh, in order to build a culture and uh, a kingdom culture. Um, 
in, in our community, in our country, in, in, in your family. Um, this doesn't mean that the prophet's the only person that can hear God's voice. Um, they are not the only ones that can know what God is saying, but they have a really special role and a special, unique um, calling to hear the Lord in a, in a specific way. Um, and what, what do we see in the Bible about prophets? Um, I think uh, it's important to know, and this is a big thing I've learned through the years, is there is a difference between um, the prophets that we've seen in the Old Testament, people like Moses and Isaiah and Jeremiah, um, people who did crazy things. Yeah, crazy, crazy <laughs> bizarre not that things. Prophets don't do crazy things um, now, but even some, some you know, stories. even Micah or Nahum, these minor prophets, um, versus what we see today uh, in our world and even in the New Testament scriptures after Jesus died on the cross mm-hmm. uh, and in the, in the early church. Um, there is some differences between those things, and we can learn from both. But I think it's helpful to know. Uh, in the Old Testament, there's a, a few things that qualified a prophet there that don't necessarily translate to today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do we see? We see that prophets um, speak out judgment for sin. So, uh, so many stories in the Old Testament are a crazy dude <laughs> um, who lived in the desert would all of a sudden just show up and talk to the king and and pronounce like a judgment on the people group or on the people of Israel uh, or a specific um, set of leaders Uh, and they would they would speak out the judgment for sin that God had for them and and their main role was judging people and and communicating that uh, to them and as they received the word of the Lord, like instructions, corrections, even predictions of the future, um, they, they were enabled by, the, by God to hear that in a special way. Not, not everyone had that ability. Um, there was no Holy Spirit at that point, um, as we know the Holy Spirit. Um, we weren't, human beings in general weren't temples of the Holy Spirit. Um, hearing from the Lord uh, instructions, corrections. That was the prophet's job. And then uh, how you knew you were a prophet uh, was, uh, we, we find this in Deuteronomy 18, 21 through 22. But you may wonder, how will we know whether or not a prophecy is from the Lord? If the prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his prediction does not happen or come true, you will know that the Lord did not give that message that prophet has spoken without my authority and need not be feared. So, you knew you were a prophet if you got these, you know, kind of like downloads from the Lord of, of messages to, to share with people. And when they came true, you knew that you were right and the people knew you were right and they could um, follow your instructions for the future. And if it didn't come to pass, then you were a false prophet. <laughs> so, it seemed kind of like an easy formula. I don't know if it really was in real life uh, that easy, but um, yeah, so that's just like what I've seen in Old Testament and Scripture, and I don't know that 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 necessarily is something that you today can apply to your life, and it it has the same relevancy, if, if that makes sense. So, and do we know if prophets still exist today? And you want yes, to talk about I that. wanted to talk about that. Um, that's something that I've heard people talk about. Well, obviously, we know that there were pre- 
they were there were prophets in the Old Testament. We have records of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations being from that. Um, but I wanted to read this verse, which is Ephesians eleven through Ephesians four eleven through thirteen. Now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This is the part that I really wanted to emphasize. This will continue until we have all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. When I read that, I thought, I don't look like Jesus yet, and I don't think anyone does. And so until then, we're on this work that there there are still prophets, there are still um, apostles, teachers, evangelists, because we're not looking like Jesus yet. Yeah. Yeah. And they're needed. And yes. not just that they exist, but well, we absolutely need prophets uh, in our midst. Yeah. Yeah. So then we were going to talk about the job description. Yeah, so... And why did it change? Why why was it this in the Old Testament, and why did it change? Yeah, and I, I think the the um, the point of change happened on the cross when Jesus died and was resurrected. Um, it, it really eliminated some of the things we just talked about, you know, the judgment for sin. Jesus, Jesus took that upon himself. That's one of the wonderful um, acts that Jesus did for us on our behalf as, as sinful human beings is he took that sin so we don't need to be judged anymore. Um, but he still has a plan and a design for prophets uh, after that. So um, how I like to think of, of prophets after Jesus' sacrifice is um, they're the ones that can receive solutions from the Lord to overcome obstacles to accomplish the impossible. How, how do we overcome this obstacle in front of us, whether it's in my family or community or church or nation? Um, I think they have a special gift and role in, in finding those solutions from the Lord. That's, the, that's like the... Um, succinct job description of the prophet mm-hmm. um and you like to think of uh, yeah. prophets as like a coach <laughs> yeah like a coach or like a business consultant because yeah. they kind of take a sideline perspective of what's going on more objective and they can um give information on how to improve the culture based on that yeah and then uh, <clears throat> a difference too that we see um in the new testament after uh, jesus's death and resurrection is Prophets now judge prophecy. Uh, they don't judge people like old the Old Testament prophets did, um, or people groups. Yeah, or, or people groups. Yeah, and Paul gives so much of this language to us in his in his letters. Um, but now, like the job of convicting people of their sin doesn't fall on a prophet anymore. It falls on the Holy Spirit. Like it's the Holy Spirit's job to to correct us and and bring us into alignment with truth. And the prophet now is, the prophet judge, judges prophecy. Um, so back in the Old Testament, if prophets didn't get a word right, you know, there was consequences to that and they couldn't be trusted anymore. Now we have freedom as uh, children of God and who walk in that um, prophet role. You can explore that and you can and go on these test trials and adventures with the Lord of like, okay, Lord, I think you're saying this and, and I'm going to submit it to, you know, the people I trust and other prophets that I know 
is this a true thing and how can I learn um, that I'm hearing you correctly and hearing you in a way that's going to um, be beneficial to the people around me. So it really gives you a lot of freedom uh, and like just lack of pressure of like, I have to get this right. That's not the way it works anymore that I, that I feel that I've learned um, as I've walked with Jesus in this. And we also have this idea of like, as people, you submit that prophetic word, if you will, to um, the, the people around you, they, they help you discern that is that a good idea or is that a god idea and what's the source of that and how do we apply that to our lives how do we apply that to our church to our community do we take some of it do we take all of it and you know you hopefully you're finding other prophets to help you judge that yeah Yeah. i hope that makes sense yep um and then another big thing uh that I think I think is so exciting as a person who walks in the office of a prophet is <clears throat> giving grace to people. And when I say grace, I mean like this enabling power that comes from God. And by giving grace through prophetic messages. So how this works for me, uh, this is one, one of the probably clearest stories I can share about how this works for me is... Um, I, we work with this girl, and she's younger than us, but she is, every time I see her and I experience her, she is a leader of leaders. That's what I see in her. I almost can, like, visibly see that on her. And when I first told her that, she had a really time, really hard time accepting that and even believing that was true. And she really had to um, pray through that and wrestle with that. Um, with the Lord. Uh, and now every time I see her, I, that's still how I experience her. I see this this leadership gifting that she has. And it really is just insight from the Holy Spirit. I don't take credit for it. It's like I'm giving her a job title, but I have to remind her. And that's part of, I feel like my job as a prophet in her life is to remind her of the truth and remind her, hey, you are a leader of leaders. And even though you don't feel capable of doing this or equipped to do this it's the truth this is what god's designed you to do yeah. um so i think like giving grace and this enabling power through prof- prophetic messages um that people that need it is that's like the best way i can describe it i think yeah yeah and we wanted to give some key words or characteristics that are typically found in people who are prophets uh, prophets tend to give insight wisdom clarity perspective correction direction for next steps and encouragement. Those would be like modern day language of what a prophet walks out in. Uh, And we also wanted to talk about three things that prophets um, could make, it could be maybe called a weakness or a blind spot. Uh, So the first one is that prophets sometimes see the truth and they don't always communicate the truth with much mercy or with much grace. Um, But the thing about that is that it doesn't matter what our Uh, what our role is in the kingdom of God, that we're all called to the fruit of the Spirit. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, whatever word from the Lord that you have, you're still required to give it in a way that's loving the people around you. So as a prophet, that can kind of be a challenge, but that's clearly what scripture has uh, required of us. Yeah, prophets can't just blast people with the truth, even though it's the truth. 
Um, another thing that uh, I've really had a lot of experience with in learning to be a prophet um, is that prophets love to ask the question, why? <laughs> and the directness of consistently asking uh, why can lead to tension in relationship with others. So I've really had to um, hone my communication skills and how I present that to people in a loving way and not badger <laughs> the people I work with, my teammates and my family and members of why, why do we always do this? Like trying to understand the, the process because you're seeing maybe something that needs to be changed or, or you feel like you have insight on how this can work better or more effectively. Um, and there is that understanding piece that we all have, the curiosity. But this is, like, I want to ask why all the time. And I've really had to learn. It's not helpful or healthy to do that. Um, and, and just, yeah, having wisdom on how I present that to, to coworkers and even you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing I want to say about that, I was just thinking, um, I've had this conversation with a lot of people who have the gift of profit, that they see the world and they see the things that are not as good as they could be is maybe a nice way to say it. Um, but so often I've, I've challenged, the Lord's challenged me with this personally, and then I've been able to challenge other people. When you see these things, uh, specifically like flaws in things, that maybe that's the Lord inviting you to participate with him in prayer and speaking his kingdom out in the area that you're seeing that his kingdom is not abundant in. Um, That happened specifically when we were in Greece last year. 2018, we were in Greece. We were doing some outreach. And everywhere I went, just the systems there were uh, infuriating. Uh, And I kept being frustrated. And then I felt the Lord really challenged me are you seeking to bring my kingdom into this place, into this bus system that's driving you crazy? Have you asked me to help the people who are in um, uh, officials and in the government here? Are you asking me to give them wisdom to solve the problems that they're facing? Because that's what I'm inviting you into if you want to do that instead of criticize. So I had to repent and uh, walk out that. Yeah, and that really uh, leads in nicely to the next point of prophets really can be idealists. Um, and even though they do have like a good grasp of like today, the here's the problems, here's what we're facing the, in reality, um, they can, they tend to think of things like, oh, we can get to this place of like near perfection. Um, and then because of that, they can actually become so focused on bringing everything in the world around them to a higher standard that they neglect their own character development. And then we have this issue that's very common in our society where people say people that go to church are hypocrites. And yeah, they just it's a it's a it's a blind spot for people who have this have this gift and it's really important to be um with other believers who can catch those things for you and, and have conversations with your friends and your pastor and and get feedback on how your acting and behaving and communicating yeah especially other prophet friends who are willing to tell you when uh when you're wrong or when you maybe are right but you're not presenting things in the way that the lord would ask you to yeah i actually have a a, just quick story i'm thinking of uh with this um several years ago i went to school to be a general contractor in college and i was working with um with my boss on a project 
and we were working with another another general contractor, and I really like something. I, I was really young, <laughs> like didn't know a lot, but I had this strong sense of, like the way the guy, this other guy, wants to do this is not right. It's going to get us in a little bit of trouble. And I went to my boss, and I just kind of blatantly like told him how it was. And not that I was trying to be the boss, but I just said, I, I don't think we need to trust this guy and like do what he says. <laughs> uh, and my boss didn't receive that very well. <laughs> um, and I, I know now I, I should have presented that differently. But unfortunately, what happened is actually later on in the project, the way this other guy decided to do some things made local building officials very upset <laughs> because there's rules and regulations you need to follow. And as a result, it set back um, the project several years. Um, so that's that's like a really practical example of, I think, how the office or the role of someone who, who is a prophet can really bring insight and wisdom into a very practical situation. Um, but yeah, like this, this idealism and, and learning, yeah, just how to communicate well um, is a big thing. So, yeah. Yeah, we were going to talk about um, maybe you took the test and your score came out really low for profit. So you're saying, well, this, this is all great information, but I'm not a profit. So how does that apply? I still think it applies because you have profits probably in your life. Maybe people who don't even know the Lord or know that they're a prophet, but what does that look like? And maybe you helping identify that in other people would be helpful for them. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I think um, the easiest way to help you understand what a prophet is or who a prophet is, is uh, obviously some of the things we've talked about already. But I, I feel that there's three concepts that um, in, in Christian spiritual growth, we talk about these three things that are really closely related. The first is hearing God's voice. The second is the gift of prophecy. And the third is a prophet, the role of a prophet. And sometimes as we read the Bible or we listen to messages and sermons and we read books, it, it's hard to like distinguish the nuances with those, especially in with the English language even. like That's an obstacle in this because we use prophecy and that can mean a lot of different things. Um, so, yeah, hearing God's voice, uh, everyone has the ability to do that. The qualifier for hearing God's voice is your child of God. So if you're a human being made in the image of God, you can hear God's voice. Uh, the second uh, concept here is the gift of prophecy. 1 Corinthians 14.1, Paul tells us that everyone can have the desire or should have the desire to have the gift of prophecy. So this is something that everybody can have access to if we believe Paul. Um, but this this gift is different in that Lots of people can have this gift, um, but it's primarily used for encouraging and building up the people around us. This isn't like a doomsday thing that you're going around and blasting people for their sin or for like, oh, you're really bad at this thing. It's the exact opposite of that. And it's a way for everybody to be involved in this growing and sharpening process with each other. Um, so it's slightly different than hearing God's voice. Um, yeah, yeah, and I would say that that one is really, really simple. It can be 
you see a friend who's having a really hard day and you stop and you acknowledge they're having a hard day and you sit with them and uh, say, let's pray. And you ask the Lord, Lord, what does this person need to hear from you right now? And then you listen and you speak the words of life that the Lord gives you for that person. That would be um, a gift of prophecy that Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians, just as an example. Yeah, and then the third is just this role of a prophet, someone who gives or hears prophetic messages from the Lord, and but they have like this role in sharing those with people or with a community. Not that they're trying to be the boss, but it just giving insight and direction, uh, maybe in very specific situations. So I think that's helpful. These things are helpful to know why they're different. Um, so you can have a clearer understanding of what does a prophet look like? What are those people like around me? Uh, and then this is kind of the end of like what a prophet is. I, I don't have a lot more to say about this, but we wanted to really um, try to help understand how apostles and prophets work together and give a little bit of understanding of, of this design that God has for these two roles to, to work together to advance the kingdom of God. Um, Ryan, our pastor, loves to quote other people, so I don't read those books or know those people. That's okay. I appreciate them. So I'm going to quote Ryan here, um, just in recapping what an apostle is. Um, so Ryan says, last, he said this last week, uh, apostles are spiritual entrepreneurs who enter into spaces where the kingdom of God is yet to be revealed. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just so important for us to have that just core understanding as we talk about how they relate to prophets because what we want to talk about is how these two form the foundation of the church and the importance of them working together. So Paul tells us um, uh, in Ephesians two nineteen through 20, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. So we find from this verse that um, there's this design in place, and Paul gives us language to understand this, this foundation of the apostles and prophets working together. Um, so let's break down these, these pieces a little bit. So the apostolic foundation is a vision.
that stick out to you, that, that are meaningful to you, the roles that you uh, individually can carry, don't feel boxed in by these, these titles and these roles, because I think you could almost think of apostles and prophets as like a separate identifying system, and then you can have the fivefold ministry over here. Um, but you, you can be a prophet who has a lean towards being an evangelist, or an apostle that has a lean towards being a teacher. And the, you know, there's some freedom as you guys explore this. Um, I feel like I have, like, I can identify with so many of these things that can that can be true. I, I believe. Yeah, so as the apostles and prophets work together, they're bringing together the church in unity, moving forward, um, we have to remember that Jesus is the chief cornerstone. So all of our character, all our behavior, uh, how we do things, it needs to be measured by Jesus. Everything needs to look like Him, smell like Him, reflect Him as we're studying Scripture, as we're coming together and growing with each other, remembering that Jesus is the example of the Father. Jesus has given us this design of the apostles and prophets working together as the foundation of the church. It helps us move forward in accomplishing God's purposes for our community, for our nation, for our world, in reality, on earth, in a healthy way. And it's not about one charismatic leader or a group of people dictating the, the structure and the flow. And it, it's about all of us working together finding that, that healthy unity and tension with each other so we can work towards God's common purpose for us. And see, so you, you know, like you you have a voice, you have a role, you have a part to play in this um, as we move forward as a church and a community and a nation. Yeah, yeah so that is a great uh, leading to the first time I wanted to read, which is 1 Peter 4, 10-11. God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God Himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy God supplies. And everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Um, another specific challenge um, Sam and I were talking about what are some of the challenges that prophets sometimes face? thinking about how sometimes when the Lord gives you something to say and you say it and everyone is saying like you're crazy you stop saying the things and I want to just remind you if you are a prophet sometimes the Lord might ask you to say things that no one listens to but your responsibility is to, to speak out what he's saying it's other people's responsibility to listen and it's not your job to make anyone listen but to communicate truth Ladies. 
other thing I think is just so important for what we're experiencing as uh, as a nation and things just coming out of COVID and quarantine and that's still a very real thing that we have to deal with and face. Right now, prophets have an important role. They are going to help us find how to bring unity between changes in society. It really is going to take your voice, your seeking the Lord. Lord, how do we come up with a solution? How do we find the right way to create a culture that's going to be healthy, that brings everybody uh, together forward? And we're all walking in love and forgiveness towards each other and accepting each other for differences being able to speak freely with each other that comes out of the, the prophets developing a healthy, safe culture for us to do that. And it goes beyond just your family and your church and your city. It really impacts the nation. So, don't despise being a prophet. <laughs> Go for it. Like It's so important. As, as are all the gifts, but uh, obviously I just connect with it so much more because that's why I feel gifted. But you in Jesus' name and, and hope that you can walk up in your role and your gifts in a, in a greater, uh, impactful way uh, after listening to this. This has been the City Beautiful Church podcast. To stay connected, follow us on social everywhere at City Beautiful CH. We hope you join us again soon.